You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Glorious shorts. The boys from the shorts are back. We survived World Tag League. I've done very little. Curtis has podcasted 862 hours worth of World Tag League content over on the fucking Super Jcast. How it do, Curtis? Bro, let me tell you what, man. Like, do you think that right now you could talk for five and a half hours in the next three days about World Tag League? No, I'd have to kill myself. <laughs> it's awful luckily luckily like booze does a lot of talking mm-hmm. so <laughs> because she only gets on like two or three episodes like a year for yeah, Super so, so she, so, like, she she she'd be fresh you know what i mean and her yeah. you know she's got uh, her fresh takes and her things like that she can get out so she can carry that for you a little bit whereas you you know you're oh, doing man. this weekly multiple podcasts and then you're like what else can i say about this but she all over it so that's good yeah, yeah. Let me tell you right now, mm-hmm. I think I've run out of things to I'm say just, about. I'm so to say about everything right now. I'm yeah. so fucking. I'm just busted, man. I don't know because, <laughs> like, okay, I'm just right? busted. The Curtis Spears story. <laughs> I'm broken. You know, uh, like, no, I'm, I'm. I'm thinking about it, like, I don't know if it's outside right now. It's December in the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. We're like seven days away from the longest night of the year. And like, I don't know if maybe that's doing something for me. I I don't know what's going on, but I'm just like, fuck, bro. What? Tell so me, shit. Tell me about this because you say longest night, and I start thinking about Green Lantern and Darkest Night, which is a sick comic. But um, what's the longest thirty days night, of night even? Yeah. So the longest sick, that's drawn by Ben Templesmith. He's from Perth. Oh, ben, I mean, is I mean, he from Perth? Yeah. I've met Ben Templesmith. He looks like my friend Gimpy. Oh, I don't know who um, Gimpy is, just, nor have I met Ben Temple Smith in real life. But I do actually no, I did. I have a signed copy of Thirty Days of Night somewhere. He did a signing here somewhere. I'm pretty sure. I got him but to yeah. sign my copy of uh, Criminal Macabre. Oh, the, which, another one, which is great as well. Yeah, but he's a he's a Perth dude. That's pretty cool. What, what's with uh, you yeah, and so, Perth people? Because you, I've immediately derailed I everything. Really love that. Yeah, I know, but like, you end up podcasting with a dude from Perth. You've always been a big tmdk fan ben temple smith this like perth is the most isolated city in the world we don't have that much going on what is your fucking universal fucking connection to perth it's weird Stop right? being so cool at things yeah i know right fuck it's so hard being Jeez. just cool here <laughs> but to be honest i think it's because like there be nothing to do i mean it's a very nice place but if you're not like a big beach goer and stuff like that i think it is a place that breeds creativity a little bit 
You know what I mean? We don't have as many big concerts and stuff as other cities and things like that. So I think people find their own way, you know what I mean, and and invest in themselves. And I think that's why we've got, you know, we've had so many cool bands come out of here and creative people and stuff like that. Also, yeah, because yeah, it is awesome. a really small scene, you know what Australia would be like. It's tall poppy city. So you got to fucking work because it, people are just looking to tear you down in this city. <laughs> They'll what cut you down before you get anywhere. Tall Poppy City? Tall Poppy Syndrome. Have you heard of it? Tall Poppy I've never heard of Tall Poppy Syndrome. Please tell me more. So, really? Uh, so, yeah. Tall Poppy Syndrome is a thing where I guess, like, poppies, when they grow, certain ones will grow higher than the others. Yeah. And then it is the uh, maybe I, – I'm not a botanist, but I know what it means as far as I think – it may be that the others then suffocated and it dies or whatever, but the idea is that any time somebody rises above, they get cut down from below. See, I've, I've heard of this as uh, crab bucket syndrome. I was telling my wife this mm -hmm. the other day. Mm -hmm. Evidently, and this is something I was told when I was in school, uh, when you have a bunch of crabs in a bucket, mm -hmm. if one tries to like start climbing out of the bucket, the others will pull it back down. Well, that, that that's the same. I've never heard of crab bucket syndrome, so it's the same thing, right? So, so yeah, it, it, there's a, a lot of that can happen here, uh, and so I think it makes people have to work harder to stand out, and as a result, iron sharpens iron, and you end up better. Is I, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. kind of how it iron works. within, iron without. Yeah. Exactly. So, what we talk about? <laughs> uh, I think oh, longest night, longest night. So oh, yeah, yes, literally, yeah, okay. like mm -hmm. because of the Earth's rotation and mm -hmm. the axis that it's on. Here in from from where I'm at in America, mm -hmm. uh, we were at a lower. We were closer to the equator, mm -hmm. a little bit closer to the equator. Mm -hmm. So like, I was used to the sun going down at six thirty or so in the uh, in the evening. Mm -hmm. Now that I've moved higher uh, in in not in elevation but in uh, latitude, yeah, I <clears throat> it's uh, I'm on a similar latitude to like northern Canada. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the sun goes down at, like, 4 p.m. Yeah. And it doesn't come up till almost 8 a.m. Yeah. And then, so, the the longest night the is when it's, on. like, yeah. longest, like, literally the longest night of the year. And then everything starts, to, it starts, the sun starts to stay out longer. And how like long does it get? minutes every two weeks. Like, what's the longest? We're not talking 30 days of night scenario, but what is, no, like, no, no, what no, is no. the, I'm not the that, longest? Uh, the longest night literally is like sun goes down like shortly before four and comes up after like almost like eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. I love the dark. Um, talk like how fucking smart was Ben coming up with that idea? You know, the month full of darkness. Let's have vampires attack that fucking town. That's pretty smart. That's a great gimmick for a. Well, it was. Local. So what happened with that? I, I heard about this the other day because like that's one of my favorite comic books. Yeah. Has anybody and anybody listened to this? If you haven't read 30 days of night or even just watch the movie starring josh hartnett, is that hartnett? josh hartnett yeah 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 exactly it, that does it really really well they did a fucking good job with that movie but the book is great and ben's art is really individual i think cool. the book is better the the movies tends to stretch things out a little bit more yeah that's fair and i think the book was a little bit more concise there was that's some fair. cool fucking shit in that movie though like uh What's his name? Bobby Elvis from fucking Sons of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. What's that guy's name? Mark Boone Jr. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. fucking harsh in that movie. Yeah. Fucking runs that thresher into the fucking vampires <laughs> yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Starts throwing dynamite out at him. Yeah. It's, was it was bad, a fucking dude. sick movie, dude. It's really cool. Really was. Uh, no, so yeah, the that was a 
screenplay that Steve Niles wrote mm-hmm. uh, when he was he was in Hollywood. He was trying to write screenplays. No one bought it as a screenplay. They just didn't think it was good enough. Yeah. So he turned it into a comic book that he published with Ben Temple Smith. Yes. And then based on the how awesome the comic book was, mm-hmm. they sold it as a movie. Yeah. So it was a movie that became a comic book that became a movie. There you go. Went full circle. Speaking of um, Perth people inventing things in pop culture, did I ever tell you that uh, a dude, I, I know uh, my my friend Tara, her husband Shane, I've only, I've only met him a couple of times, invented oh, the Transformer Drift. dude named Shane. Yeah, Shane McCarthy. He invented Drift, the samurai Transformer. Oh, whoa, that's rad. Mm. So he was writing some Transformers comics and uh, for, was it IGN was doing it for a time? It was it Image Comics? I don't remember. Devils, Devils Do, IDW. IDW, that's it. So uh, he was writing for IDW for a time, and in his little run, they're like, oh, do whatever you want. So he just invented this Transformer Drift, which is like, you know, Drift, the samurai kind of drift car, um, and he sort of had like a little, he was like a cameo, and then I think he ended up doing his own series. And then, yeah, when it was time to do that movie or whatever, they were just cherry-picking different Transformer ideas. And they're like, yeah, we'll do the Samurai one. So, like, fucking, you know, next thing Shane knows, he's got fucking action figures of this dude he invented just, like, in Target and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, cool. have you have you read the comic book Void Rivals? No, but I think it came out. I, is this the one you were telling me about where it's it has, like, the twist at the end? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I haven't I haven't read it, but I want to, yeah. It sounds like- oh, my God. Can I ruin it for everybody that's a listener? It's, yeah. It's been out for six months. If they don't fucking know, they if, don't care. If you haven't read that and you want to read it, uh, fast forward a minute. <laughs> yeah, so Void Rivals, basically, it's like two two people who are in engaged in intergalactic war. It's like enemy mine, two, two fucking spacefaring factions are at war. They crash land on this on this planet together. And they start like uh, using their technology to like uh, reverse engineer like ways to get off the planet and stuff like that. The technology that they're reversing is a fucking Autobot. It's fucking it's a stealth fucking Transformers comic based in like it's super far into the future when like after the Cybertron war and shit. Yeah, I was just I was reading it. I was like, oh, fuck. Was it which Transformers? Was it like Jetfire or something you said? Uh, It was Jetfire. It might have been Jetfire. It might have been. I think it was Jetfire. I think you're right. Yeah. But it's written by it's written by the guy who created uh, Walking Dead and uh, Invincible. Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, yes. Yeah. So essentially robots in disguise for real. Entire comic book in disguise. Robots in disguise. It's comic yeah. book in disguise. Yeah, yeah dude. Super that's bad. Sick. Yeah, that's dope. I'm going to have to check that out. Anyway, we're a wrestling podcast. Nobody knows that yet. But uh, why don't you do our intro <sighs> so that we always forget? So to talk about comic books right I know. now. Than don't it worry. I'm gonna, I'll, I'm, I'll carry the, the conversation a little bit here because I want to have more of a dialogue and it's not going to be so much about the wrestling but more about what surrounds that so well tell them who thank we are. you for that mm-hmm. because uh yeah usually my name curtis spears usually i'm the one who uh carries your bad friend rafe houston hey how's it going rafe yeah i'm all right i don't know if carry is the right term i, I think well, we work I to carry side the, by side yeah oh yeah well yes. <laughs> when i'm I mean. when i'm on the fucking edge when i'm on the brink <laughs> curtis is the one holding the back of my coat and stopping me from going over kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because uh, man, I, it's it's hard sometimes not to just like tip into the fucking the void 
you know? It is. It is hard. It is hard, especially Uh, when you're doing something like this where you're trying to produce content about it, have thoughts, ingest something. And then if you're doing a lot of this and that starts to eat up your personal time beyond what you're willing to allocate to it and stuff like that, you start to burn out on it. You start to be like, yo, I can't be, why do I do this is how it is and it becomes not fun and then you add the social media and stuff like that. I feel like lately we've had a little bit of a theme of like complaining about podcasting and doing podcasting and New Japan. (laughs) And we we don't want to be there, but everybody just needs to understand that like we love doing this show, we love doing this show together and we have no intention of stopping that. We've just like both been podcasters in other ventures for years now. And so we're kind of hitting that sort of point where it's like, oh, fuck, we're we're really hitting the grind, you know. But we're actively having conversations between ourselves to make it more fun. We're like, how can we we not feel like it? Because I I guess one more quick point and I'll let you run with it is that like my day-to-day job is being like, a charming, helpful dude, right? Like that that's my job. I work in sales. At the moment, I work in education sales and stuff like that. So I'm always meeting, you know, new teachers. Hey, how you going? I'm here to help, blah, blah, blah. Enthusiastic, da, da, da. When I get home, I don't want to be enthusiastic or nice to fucking anybody. And so <laughs> at the moment, when it comes like ideas of like, oh, what am I going to do with my spare time? The idea of like getting somebody on here and doing an interview like I do with Faces and Feels is just really exhausting for me to think about. You know what I mean? Not that they're not cool, not that I've still got heaps of cool friends I want to interview that I think I'll have great conversations with and stuff like that. It's just the entire process of doing that and being on is is really exhausting for me at the moment, which is why I've been seeking peaceful hobbies like sitting down and painting and stuff just because I'm like I don't want to be spoken to at all, you know. The great thing about doing Okada shorts with my bud Curtis is that we don't have to put on a show for fucking anybody. You know what I mean? Like we, we're putting on a show, but I mean like we can just be ourselves. I don't have to like charm Curtis and sell him on me as a podcast host any, anymore. He's stuck with me. Too fucking bad. He's going to have to deal with the, <laughs> the good and the bad. And right now, you know. For better or for worse. Curtis did Super Jcast, our fucking podcast fathers you know our friends they take time off at world tag league and they ask for people to jump in and you know be guest hosts and stuff and curtis did that and he ended up doing a a couple of episodes based around you know a tournament and that stuff is you have to watch a lot of content so it's like the watching of the content the ingesting of it and having a take and an opinion of the content and then talking about it for hours it, it, then I go, want to yeah. talk about World Tag League this week? And you're like, fuck no. Like, it's, it's how it goes. That's the thing is, it's not just watching it. It's watching it to dissect it. Mm. You know, like it, it, the people, you know, if, if you're if you're a gynecologist, you don't want to go home and look at vaginas all day. Or do you? Maybe you do. I don't, I don't know. know. It depends if you're a but, freak like that. Yeah, I guess. Um, no, like I think if if it's if it's your job, if you're watching it like it's your job, which is, I mean, that's how they do it. They break it down. Like I don't know how how the fucking stiff boys can do weekly podcasts, like talking because they talk for hours. Yeah, you know how can they do that? I have no fucking clue, bud. Because I mean, like I think I think the, the 
we work stiff. They're Let's go watch it and vibe. Their secret, yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I don't want to be breaking down details of anything. I just like talking about what's going on about it. And I think we're starting to really sort of find how that's going to work for us. But like with them, they do definitely like they pick the stories they want to follow, you know, and they don't get, they don't really get bogged down with covering everything. They're like, we are going to talk about this thing with Sonata or this thing with Shooter or whatever, and then they really get into that, you know, the details in that, but they're not covering everything in that sense, you know what I mean, with that detail. And they've said to me, they're like, that is sort of the secret. Like when they do their drafts and stuff, they're, they're who they've got in the they're the only matches they're going to watch for the most part with any kind of, you know, uh, detail because they're like, I'm just going to follow the storyline that works for me. You know, and I, I think there's yeah. something to be said there. And I think that's sort of how I've always watched New Japan in a sense is that I kind of just catch the bits I want or whatever and I watch the big shows and stuff. And then I guess when you start a podcast, you start feeling like, oh, maybe we need to be watching everything and have a take on everything and stuff. And that's just, I know, for me it's not sustainable with everything else I do in my day-to-day life to see everything and have a take on everything. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I can't, I, I can't sit down and watch every hour of every day. If I did, I would end up, I would end up hating it. Yeah, I'd end up actual, absolutely hating this company that I fucking love. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It, when I step away from it, and then I just jump into like, oh, what's this? I got home from work. World Tag League Night Eight is on, or whatever, and it's live. I'll just put it on while I'm, you know, doing stuff and sit down. I'll have a great time because I'm not like trying to taking matches or I need to have a, a, a take on this or whatever. I just, a young lion runs out, let's go. And then I just like have fun and New Japan is on and there's parts I get and parts I don't. And I think that's sort of like the best way for me to watch it, you know. And me too, 100%. Yeah, I, I can't, I, I, especially taking in so fucking much yeah. to, to really like, uh, to, to take that into yourself to twist it, to come up with a way that you can look at it that no one's seen it before to try and put back into the world. Nah, man, that ain't me. And and you you know what? I can't do that in advance anyway. Half the takes I come up on, like with on this show, it's I'm in the middle of a diatribe about something and it just comes to me and then I just start off down a tangent, you know, because like things are firing. But I can't just sit alone in a room and come up with a fucking take or whatever. That's just not. Yeah, no wonder Joel and Damon take like a month off every year man yeah i, yeah. I don't so they're the be- they're the best at it man they they do so so well it's it's really really impressive what they do um yeah but yeah i mean getting into what i mean this all segues i guess into today which i want to talk about the first ever rafe 180 the rafe 180 exactly. and see this is when we talked when we talked about it you said that uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the world tag league. And I was just like, Oh God, I've talked so much about the world tag league. And like, then I watched the, I watched the finale of the world tag league. And I went, you know, this is my least favorite option that, that this, that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Was it a bad match? Absolutely fucking not. Mm-hmm. But was it 40 minutes of me going, God fucking damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, this is, this is not what I wanted. And, and yeah, we always say like, don't, you know, if, if they don't go with your booking, your, your brain booking, you know, your dream booking, then that's not, that's not on them. Yeah. 
And it, and it doesn't necessarily mean what they've done is bad, nor does it mean that they can't make it good. They've obviously got a plan, right? And so the scenario yeah. for the Rafe 180, the first ever Rafe 180, normally known as the Amy 180, is, uh, for those who, who don't know the story, is my wife is really black and white when it comes to watching wrestling with me. She either loves people or she hates them, right? And there has been a few instances where she's like, this person fucking sucks. I don't care about them. And they do something 180 on the spot. You'll just see it happen in real life. And she's like, and now I'm ride or die with this person. And there's been a few, only a few people who have ever had that happen for, for them with the Amy 180. So some of the, some of them that I can think about ELP or phantasm as she calls him is one Gabe kid. When he versus Sonata was maybe my favorite and most famous one because she's like, I don't give a fuck about this dude. I don't understand what he says. And then he he just yelled "fuck you" Sonata really loud one time, and she's like, "This is the best guy in this company." Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Jack Swagger when he picked up her purse, like live live one eighty. You suck. Oh, did you drop your purse? We the people. It was like that. It was amazing. Um, but for me. The way the finals of the World Tag League played out, I think is how it plays out for like a lot of people on the internet. So I wasn't able to watch it live. It pops up in my news feed. Not only did I I find out that they the final was what it was, so I was already down on it. I was like, really? TMDK and the War Dogs are both out. So we're going with what I think is the least interesting option, yeah? And then... The next day comes around or whatever and the results get spoiled and it's Bishamon holding the the trophies and shit. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, I'm like, really? On this fucking ice-cold Wrestle Kingdom card, we're just going to fucking lob another snowball in there? I'm like, really? What are y'all motherfuckers thinking in here on this day? I was like, are they not even trying anymore? And so I want to read real quick my nerd rage messages to Curtis Oh, please do. Because I was fucking <laughs> pissed off and I did what everybody does. As soon as they read something they don't like, they haven't watched the match, they take to Twitter and they drop this shit before they've even seen it, yeah? And then I, the next day I went and I go, okay, I'm just going to watch the match from start to finish and there's a, like a little package and stuff like that and I watch the match and then I'll give you my thoughts afterwards, yeah? So hang on, where are we? Let's start. Okay. So, I haven't watched yet, dot, 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 but I've seen the results. What the fuck is the thought process here? You know what our ice-cold Wrestle Kingdom needs? The babyface tag champs winning and then selecting the guys they literally just beat to a friendly contest. What about all the red-hot teams that people cared about, though? Fuck them. They can stay home. Follow-up message mere seconds later. Nobody on God's green be watching Bishamon like, yo, these my fucking dudes. No. Everyone is <laughs> like. Bish for real. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, everyone is like, oh, how nice for these longtime good hand dojo boys to have something nice to do. They are a participation trophy. And they Curtis, are a participation trophy. <laughs> Curtis, oh, shit, somebody is lit. I said, like, look at the Wrestle Kingdom card. It's like they are deliberately trying to make the coldest card in human history. Whoever wins should throw those strong titles in the garbage, though. It's a meaningless brand at this point. Just let it all die. 
Curtis, they're getting rid of all those fucking belts. Fuck it, who cares? I said, not I. This promotion is doing its best to make me not care about anything currently. Curtis, fuck it, bro. Let's become an all Japan podcast. <laughs> My reply, gross. Kento Miyahara. You and me, Kento Miyahara. Let's, let's fucking go. My reply, gross. <laughs> We're going to call ourselves fucking Carnival of Champions or something. Yeah, that's, 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 let's, let's go. The fucking two pillars of the fucking apocalypse. <laughs> uh, is there a chance there is a story to play out here? Can War Dogs and TMDK backdoor their way into the match? Fatal four-way. Like, I don't know. Like, I know we don't trust Western wrestlers anymore, but the War Dogs were the right team to win. You said, I doubt it. It's just an all-round loss. It's an all-around loss, 100%. And, And I think that was me, like, sitting in the fucking funk that I'm in right now. This yeah. is this is an all around loss. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm- That's how you're feeling. Then we we end up teeing up the time and stuff for this podcast. Then, okay, I just watched the final. It's a Rafe 180. I'm into it. Love the bish now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, shit. <laughs> I understand. It was a good match. It, it was a really. It good was great. Match. So the way I watched it was just. I didn't watch the whole show. I just press play on the new app on this match. It begins with a promo package. Now, I will say about the promo package, I do think that, like, New Japan could do a little bit more to help Bishamon because they kind of even make him look like fucking dorks because the music they play, link up to it's like, a boom, do, do, do. Like making them look like fucking idiots. And I'm like, why are they playing this like comedy? Like, it's not like hard guitar, like dance, like the fucking third wind. It's none of that. It's like, and it's Yoshihashi's face. And you're like, why are they making them look like clowns, right? They're out here playing fucking curb your enthusiasm. Basically, basically, they are. Go watch that fucking. I wonder, I wonder if through the power of the fucking internet, I can play this fucking promo package because it's seriously, I feel like it's relevant to this conversation. So I'm going to try and load that up in the meantime. Uh, I don't know how this fucking new, new, new Japan app works. Fucking what is all this bullshit? I, I can't off the top of my head for the life of me. I'm sitting here trying. I cannot think of how that music goes. Now I, I want. I need to show. It you. was. It was fucking beige carpet. It was fucking. Oh, dude, it's so bad. Music. It just Ow. in the background for me. I didn't even give a shit. Nah, I like, got you. Hang on. When you fucking hear this, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm with you." All right. So episodes. Okay. This had it has been growing on me. I just don't know how it works. All right. Hang on. It's probably gonna play some fucking shit first. But give me a moment. Yeah, you're gonna hear somebody cheer or something because it's gonna open up mid. Oh, there we go. All right. So, okay, let's get back to the start. All right, now let's have a listen as a team. This is the promo package before the match starts. Okay. Okay. Like, is this fucking Taguchi's entrance music? Like, what is this? (laughs) 
I'm watching. I'm watching it in your glasses right now, which is pretty fun. <laughs> See what I mean? Anyway, so is that cool? Is that cool in Japan? No, I know things are kind of like it's very weird. I don't. There, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, it starts me immediately. I'm like, what the fuck, man. Like, I'm like, this is maybe, I don't know. I haven't really fucking watched every single World Tag League from the start. Maybe that's the World Tag League theme this year and I'm being harsh. Either way, it's ridiculous. Um, But so it starts, you know, we get both the intros and stuff. And the match is quite a long match. It's like over 40 minutes. I think it's like 48. 40 minutes, yeah. Yeah, 48 minutes or something. And as it goes. So long. So long, right. And I really, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. But obviously, it's a New Japan main event. They always get it done. And the thing about Bishamon, they always get the crowd by the end. The problem is, is that for the most part, they're pretty ice cold going into it, always. You know, like I said, nobody's like, these my fucking dudes. Like, because then, you know, Godo's a little bit past it and Yoshihashi isn't a cool guy. And so you kind of look at them like dorks a little bit is is how I, I look at them, right? And ELP and Hikaleo come in. And I like both dudes, but again, they they still feel like a bit of a slap together tag team. They're, there's no real history there. He's only just been dropped in GOD. We need to give Hikaleo something to do. So feels like a thrown together tag team with what was essentially in the day originally a thrown together tag team, right? So, okay, this is where we are. They're doing their own guys and stuff. But as the match went, obviously everybody worked really hard. ELP fucking worked his ass off in this match. I mean, they all do. Oh, ELP. Jesus Christ. ELP is one of the most, like, the, the sympathetic baby face. Dude. Like, he, oh. it was so impressive what he did in that match. The level of physicality and, like, punching bagness. And then the creative stuff they were doing, like, at the end when he's just hitting Goto with every one of Goto's own finishes and shit. And, like, when he, when he, like, fucking hits Goto in the stomach, fucking gets Yoshihashi up on his back and then hits him with their tag team finisher off Goto's back yeah. and stuff. Really creative stuff. Hikaleo going, nah, you don't do the fucking our finisher. I'm going to do it. We're going to put these dudes away. The fucking, you know, the Bishamon finisher on Hikaleo off the fucking apron through the table. They were all working really hard. And by the end, I was like, that was really fucking cool. But you know what did it for me? was at the end, I realised, I was like, I'm watching this in Japanese. I didn't flick it over to the English commentary. And I flicked it over just in time for Chris Charlton to translate what Godo was saying when he picks up the mic, right? And I knew they were going to challenge him or whatever, but it actually all came full circle for me. And I was like, oh, I am really into this because he pointed out that, like, you know what? At the start of Tag League, you beat us. We've just beat you now one world Tag League but we still don't know who's better. You know what I mean? It's one and one. And he's like, so let's make it for all the gold and let's make it a world tag league. I mean, at Wrestle Kingdom, right? And I was like, okay, that make that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like when I read it, I'd kind of forgotten the thing. I was like, oh, they're just giving him a charity case and we can't be bothered bringing in another team, whatever. You know, but I was like, oh, that's it's wrestling booking 101, but it works, right? And then the interactions with them and, like, you know, ELP's in the corner and Yoshihashi comes over and it's like, good job or whatever, and he's like, help me up, and they shake hands. And, the, like, you felt like everybody in this ring really feels like they genuinely have respect for each other. 
and then as a result, this all feels real, you know? And I know I just kind of got that little bit of a, you know, a goosebumpy kind of feeling as he was talking to them and stuff. I was like, oh, this feels real and I really like this now, you know? And I was like, now I actually want to see these guys working in because I, they were so creative in some of those spots and ways they did it. I'm like, how could they, I felt like they did everything that, those two tag teams could do against each other. So I'm really excited to see actually how they can take it to the next level uh, and who will end up standing at the end. Like, will this be the ultimate, like, coronation of Bishamon? Like, this is our last big win everything and then they get cycled out? Or is this the, you know, coronation of a brand new team that they're going to put stocks into? Like, are we going to see an extended run from ELP and Hikaleo like as G.O.D. Um, moving forward as the heavyweight champs, you know, and th that's really interesting. And then that got me thinking about what the other teams would look like against those teams. You know what I mean? Like what if ELP and that win and then, you know, their their interactions with War Dogs and stuff after that was really interesting to me. Yeah, I think um, at, at this point you've had – Bishamon as tag team champions for at, at Wrestle Kingdom it'll be 365 days right yeah wow okay and and that's that's cool mm -hmm. but and they've turned back a lot of challengers a lot of great challengers in that time you know they beat FTR they've beat Nazi Open they've you know they've beat yeah. all these guys uh -huh. TMDK and such some of the best wrestlers you know some of the best tag teams on the planet possibly the three best tag teams on the planet and um that's cool great uh i i think a fresh perspective would be i mean we know we've seen after the g1 that this company really does have a soft spot for hikaleo yeah they've got big plans for hikaleo uh -huh. um i think that elp um we we would like good things to come for elp mm -hmm because there's a chance that you know we may not have elp we we could convince elp to stay and commit to new japan long term mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. there's a chance for that that would be great yeah absolutely because um, i don't want to i don't want to next man up another fucking person when it, you know if, if someone else decided to jump ship yeah um so i mean like maybe elp and hikaleo winning not only is it a fresh tag team to to fend off these challengers like War Dogs and TMDK, mm -hmm. but uh, it would be the best thing in establishing a new hierarchy. Yeah, and also a new um, a new vibe for next year because Wrestle Kingdom at the moment feels like, I guess, like sort of the final final finish line for like a lot of talent you know what i mean and their big pushes like it almost feels like new japan is like hey guys thanks for all the years of service here's your last big showing at wrestle kingdom because next year all these young dudes are up and you're all cycling out you know what i mean is how it feels like i don't really believe in participate participation trophies in wrestling so i kind of feel like i know they want to finish stuff up but i would prefer them just to start with younger people now, but I think New Japan has always sort of looked at Wrestle Kingdom as their finish line and they want to do things right by their talent and stuff. So I feel like they're like, hey, here's your last big match, dudes. 
You know what I mean? Because after this, it's the it's a new era, like next year. So I wonder if New Year's Dash, we're going to start to see um, immediate kind of pushes and, and movements towards cycling and the new talent into bigger spots. Yeah, I think um... – Oh, it's it's so funny because we keep saying that Wrestle Kingdom's so cold. It's it's fucking we you know where where's the heat? Where's the fire and all these things like that? But like that's exactly what we were saying last year, isn't it? I don't I don't remember last year. That's way too long ago. We did a whole thing where it was like, fuck it, look at all the people that were left off of Wrestle Kingdom. You could book a great Wrestle oh, Kingdom. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah, yeah, on Wrestle like, Kingdom. Yeah, which we'll be doing so, again this year, by the way. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna Thanos snap everybody again. Well, yeah, absolutely. That was but, a, that was a fun episode, actually. So, yeah. But what um, you, you know, because there's such a, a cold air around Wrestle Kingdom, like, what can they do? Mm. I mean, you just said you took this big 180 on Bish, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Um, have you have, have you gained any momentum for Wrestle Kingdom? Uh look, I want to see that match. Um. And I'm like, I love the Bish, but I guess, like, I still don't want him to win at Wrestle Kingdom. You know what I mean? I think I just, like, um, don't think their match match is going to be absolute trash. Um, Let's have a quick look at the card, actually. Let's just talk Wrestle Kingdom just real fast, and let's just see if there's anything that, you know, stokes our fires a little bit. So the opening match is tag team strong championship match, yeah? So the Bish okay. and ELP and Hikaleo. I would say I am excited for that now. I want to see that match happen, and I'm curious as to which way it'll go. But I actually am pretty. I'm pretty confident that's going to be super fun. Yeah. Okay. Next up is the IWGP uh, USA. What is it? They're calling it Global Heavyweight Championship inaugural champion. Yeah, the new, the new GHC title. Oh, is Global that what it is? Championship. Oh, what are they doing? That's Noah's. Is it? Is that what GHC stands for at Noah? No, no, no. Uh, Noah's is a global honored crown. But either way, the crown. the the initials are the same. That's a weird choice. Um, yep. Will Ospreay versus Moxley versus Finlay. So again, I think it'd be Let's a fun David. match. Let's go, Davy Chan. Let's yeah, go. but but because of all the shit flying around it, we're wanting the heel to win which is weird, but I do want him. I want to see Davey rock up in the best shape of his life and fucking win that match. That's what I want to see happen. Um, then never open weight championship match, Tama Tonga between Shing and Shingo Takagi. Like, who cares? There was literally no build at all. We've seen them wrestle a million times. Shingo just suddenly had the title out of nowhere, and now this is their, what, 100th match in fucking two months i don't know maybe it's the third but either way i could not care less about that and i love shingo but i don't care um new japan world tv championship match tanahashi versus zach saber jr again love both guys but again no build they were in a three-way match against each other fucking tanahashi fucking looked at the belt oh cool let's wrestle at wrestle kingdom great but it'll be fun tanahashi's hair will look great he'll look real pretty They'll have a great match, but I, who cares? Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, 
Takahashi and El Des- Desperado. We know how good their matches would be. But again, no fucking build. Takahashi beats everybody and then he's like, Oi, Desperado, you, you want to fight me, man, at Wrestle Kingdom since nobody else can? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, okay, cool. Uh, great. Uh, I'm sure it'll be really good, but I don't care. Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Um, catch two two and War Dogs Juniors. Um, I so, was really amped for that, yeah. but I it seems like it. since Super, Super Super Juniors Tag League, uh, like the last few years when they were doing Super Junior Tag League and World Tag League at the same time, or closer. Super Juniors and World Tag League at the same time, like fire's kind of gone out on that one a little bit. Just because it was a long time ago, right? But, you yeah. know, run some packages and stuff. I'm still pretty pretty charged for that. I think I think that'll be cool. Yes, um, that will be awesome. Cool. Uh, special singles match, Okada versus Danielson. I personally don't care about this. I'm off Danielson and all his injuries. And didn't fucking, like, Moxley had an eye patch fucking two minutes ago. And now he's lent it to Danielson, and now he wears an eye patch. Like, <laughs> is this the fucking go-to injury for the Blackpool Combat Club? Come on, dude. Seriously, think about it. Um, I don't want to talk about fucking AEW right now. Yeah, man. I know. I don't. I I don't think he's obviously really injured. I think he'll be there, and I think it's all part of the storyline. And I think it's all excuses as to why Okada gets to beat him clean at Wrestle Kingdom, but so AEW can be like, oh, you know, it's just because Danielson was broken down. Homie, he broken down altogether. He need to retire. Um, and then IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, Sonata versus Naito. Um, now, they did just release a, um, a fucking fantastic promo package for that. Really? I, I Before you judge that. Oh, because I'm please, judging. I, there's already heavy judgment from me. Please go watch. The, it just dropped about like two or three hours ago. Please go drop. Or go watch the. How uh, long the, is it? The like, like, could I play it now, or it's? No, 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 no. No, you're gonna have to sit down and actually watch it. Okay. Uh, they just dropped it in English recently, um, but it is fucking good. Well, give me the cl- give me the good. cliff notes because at the moment, the way I see it is the match is not going to be good because I don't like how Sonata wrestles at all, and I feel like he's just a placeholder, and it's so Naito can do his last Harazi. So and. If they swerved me and Sonata won, then I would be pissed off. And if Naito no, no, wins, no, no, no. I'll be like, no, nice for Naito, but, you know, whatever. Sonata's going to win and then when all of the fucking, uh, you know, lights are out and all the cell phones are going and the, the thing that Sonata does, and then Yu-Yu Emmer jumps him from behind and challenges him for the title. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. That I mean, Yu-Yu ain't sweet. been doing much. He'd just been a little boy. You know, he'd be young boy. Yeah, I know. It's fucking sad. I just but, like no, they're um, making such a big deal of the fact that like like I almost feel like he is gonna lose now because they're they're making such a big deal of like Nido's only had one more chance at this surgery and he's having it early in time for this main event. That's how important it is to him. Like they're building all these stakes that's like Nido has to do do this now or he never gets to do it. And I feel like maybe they're just gonna go, guess what? He never gets to do it. <laughs> Like that would yeah. be the most Nido fucking the most thing of Nido all time. <laughs> yeah, and you so, know no, the, the, the promo could... package is fucking great. It shows the, like the the eighteen year uh, 
road that these two have been on together, like from from tryouts that they did oh, together really? and stuff like that. It's fucking crazy, okay. man. Okay, maybe maybe that that's what wins me around because a lot of the time you'll notice as I've gone through this and when I'm pissed off about shit, it's because there's no story, like or minimal yeah. story, and it feels haphazard. So that's pretty cool. I sort of there's watered- definitely story there because you got to look at like Sonata beating former Lij compatriots on it so he's beat Hiromu he's beaten uh who was it? did he beat Shingo no he beat evil you know he's he's beaten uh Suji and now he's gonna go and try and beat uh, Naito you know like he's he's been running through LIJ why has he run through his, his own squad though like to I don't know to prove that he was he <laughs> to was prove the that he's a cut, star or something like, like you're supposed to but I don't know her anymore yeah I guess <laughs> Lij are that sort of faction, like they're very competitive with each other. Um, yeah, yeah I, there's. I mean, fuck you know, you know. I think the only way I could really like Sonata is if in this match they just like went full heel with him, like kicking him in the eye and shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like great, wouldn't it? Fucking ends his career, kind of kind of thing where he just like destroys his friend in order to keep his title. I'd probably be pretty into it to tell you the truth, but, but then I'd still, it wouldn't change how he wrestles. So it'd wear off. So we've got, we've got two weeks. Was it two weeks, three weeks up until wrestle kingdom. And we've got the, the run of Carrick and hall shows, you know, before the end of the year and stuff like that, that we can watch how these storylines develop you know, as and and we'll get into Wrestle Kingdom a little bit further down the road when we record again. But there are two bits of news that I just saw pop up on my Twitter that I sure. would uh, like to get your your mm-hmm. thoughts on. Absolutely. The first one is that TNA Wrestling mm-hmm. has signed Kushida. <laughs> what? Why? That's I I didn't know how you how how would you react to that? I mean because I could I couldn't care less, but like that's so random. Like I, to a full time deal for TNA actually, but oh I mean it's a great pickup for TMA, TNA and I personally don't even think it's a huge loss for New Japan, but like why? Why I I don't know I'm just wondering why, why he's not. I thought it was a big I, it was a big deal that he came back. You know he got sick, um, he couldn't really do much of anything and now he's gone yeah and we never got the like evolution because it kind of there was little threads sort of scattered that maybe he was caught in the past and maybe he needed to find the new him in order to yeah. succeed but it's never we just saw happen. chapter one of that start and then it was over the other bit of news okay that's a, that's really weird but all right i mean he lives in the states right yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The other bit of news is posted today to Twitter. Uh, is a let me hit translate here. A clenched fist of youth in front of the lion mark. Stay tuned and see what's in store. Posted by Mr. Kenta Kobashi. Kenta Kobashi has got something in mind for uh, New Japan. What do you think that could be? Is Kenta Kobashi going to be our new Booker? Clenched Kenta fist Kobashi. of youth. Clenched fist of youth. Hmm. I 
don't know. Is it a is it like a match on Wrestle Kingdom, or is he talking about going forward in the future? No, or? no, he's he's so retired. Like Kenta Kobashi is. No, no, I don't mean him doing a match. I mean like like a Kenta Kobashi booked match. He's like, I see that like all the young wrestlers on New Japan are not in any of the main events. I've spoken to New Japan management, and we're gonna have like a fucking six pack challenge player with fucking all of the young guys to show who's going to be like the new one, you know, going forward or something like an opening match or something, you know, that would be fucking awesome doing, doing like, yeah, fatal six way or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like a Kenta Kobashi, like uh booked match. And then he's like fucking, yeah. And he like gets in the ring at the end and hands him a trophy or whatever. And they get a picture with Kenta Kobashi. It'd be cool. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. That'd be fucking sick. That'd be cool. I'm into it. Um, I think there is another piece of news that you've missed. It is okay. the return, long-awaited return of the masked horse is coming. The masked up. horse, exactly. Raised by humans, abandoned by humans. Raised by horses, also abandoned by horses. Now sometimes <laughs> raised, raised by, by wrestlers. wrestlers. <laughs> But he's and not the, coming the alone. Bolton Oleg. Yes, exactly. Wow. The Mars Oleg. Who's that? I wonder. I wonder who that could be. I know. Oh my gosh. I How bet he's going to be fucking... a big, big, strong boy. I think he might be. He's going to be a Clydesdale. <laughs> he's going to be one of those war horses. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking... Suchi used to be. Oh man, it's going to be amazing. That, That's going to be so much fun. I he was my favorite character, the masked horse, and I'm so fucking excited to see him back. <laughs> that is going to be really really cool. Um oh hell yeah. That's cool. Also, the, oh the, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. before we end the episode today cuz I know you got a hard out here. I got a very hard out and we're talking like 16 minutes. I want to talk about the Tuckman's Beer Bash. Yes. Do we want to try fit this in, or is this going to be this whole episode? Because we both oh, watched we... Tuck- PWA Tuckman's Beer Bash. Do I do a speed round on it? I fucking had heaps of fun with this show, man. It was so much fun. It was oh fucking. God. I'm so, so pilled right now. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It was worth the price of admission. It was so fucking fun. If you don't like have Fight Plus, um, you should get it and you should watch uh, the Tuckman's Beer Bash from PWA, their new show. Tuckman's Booker the, of the Year, Tuckman. Let's exactly. Go. And it's like the follow-up. It's the straight neck show after Coliseum. So everything that you've seen in the Coliseum tournament now continues. And, man, there were some fun matches on this. Like, it was so good. Yeah, let's do let's do a speed round. And do just I do give, a speed give, round? Like, Let me get up the because I, 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 my memory isn't worth fuck. Let me just bring up the match list. Tuckman's. I thought we were going to do this as a new episode, but we're doing a we're doing a speed round, and I think that is going to be very fun. So, um, where is no? That's the tickets, and the show has already happened. So, cage match. Where are you at? Where the fuck are you at? This is precious seconds being wasted. Okay, here we go. He's down to 14 minutes now. Oh, no. It's only even 15. All right. Okay. So it says there was a pre-show match. I'm not sure we watched that. Um, Four-way tag team match was SMS uh, versus MK plus Ultra versus 
Primer Pie Kappa and the Backslide and Girls. My Backslide Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was heaps of fun. I, I really enjoyed that. I like these multi-man tags they do. I also liked um, Old Mate from SMS on commentary as well. He was good. Um, oh, yeah, Unsocial Jordan. Unsocial Jordan on commentary. Yeah, that was really fun too. He was great. Yeah. He was really good on commentary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up was singles match between Caveman Ugg and Mick Moretti. Um, fucking Ugg Killer. is like a me- member of the Bullet Club, very menacing. He's less caveman-y now and a bit more evil. Fucking really cool match and a cool ending, and they're really doing a good job of like setting up Ugg and um, our boy Bonza as challengers for those tag titles when they come back. Yes, absolutely. Ugg is just like man mountain beef. He's he? like he's, he's a weapon. Fucking so big. Yeah, absolutely. And and Moretti, like I was like the first time I saw him was at the Coliseum, and I was just yeah. like, this guy's a fucking asshole. What's with his haircut? Who's yeah. this fucking jerk? And that like the more I see him, like this guy's actually really fucking good. He's, he's got to be Australia's best kept secret, man. Yeah, he's he's, he's really one of the main. I don't know exactly where he sits in it, but he's part of that. PWA brain trust like he's one of the main guys over there and has been around for a yeah. long time and has has had some new Japan matches and stuff over here and stuff as well amazing conditioning actually a great fucking wrestler and fucking yeah. crazy um really enjoyed this match and I I thought it was a, a great dominant ending by Ugg next up was the Secret Santa mystery six man tag team match which I loved Best the, the premise of this match premise <laughs> yeah. ever you reach into the stocking you pull out the your gift. It's either a lump of coal, which somehow all the heels got a lump of coal. What's the chances? And then all the good guys got a big old beer. <laughs> Fucking PWA love their beer. They, they do. They do. They they've got a great relationship with that sponsor. Hey, like, <laughs> yeah. how do we get sponsored by beer? I would get double the beer because you don't drink. I don't be... drink, so you can have all all my share of the beer. All right, we need to get um, on to this. Uh, PWA, yeah. hit me up. We will continue to review. You just got to introduce me to. I think it was Wayside Brewing. Um, next up was Soul of PWA title beer bash match: the Tuckman versus Will Kedis, the Anchorman Will Kedis, I think he's called. Um, did you yep. watch the um, security footage leading up to this match, like on YouTube? Oh yeah, where where like they uh, had a a row and a fucking they had a pub. bar fight. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Tuckman's walking through the bar. He's just got a fresh pint, and he gets like shouldered by a guy, and it's fucking Kedis. He's done it on purpose, and they sort of front up to each other, and then it shows security cam footage outside, uh, and they're you know face to face, and then Tuckman goes to walk away, and then Kedis like coward punches him from behind, which is a big thing in Australia that's killed a lot of people. Um, so fucking they then have this. This wicked match. It was super enjoyable. But then what did you think of that ending? Because you and I were messaging. You're like, I love this Tuckman match. This is fucking sick. But I knew that you hadn't seen who comes out at the end. Yeah, so so Tuckman uh, chilling out, wins this hardcore match over Will Kiedis, proves his dominance as the soul of PWA champion. He does a fucking shoey in the <laughs> ring. Pulls, you know, pulls off his fucking wrestling boot that, that he's just Disgusting. wrestled a fucking hardcore match yeah. in, pours a beer into that some bitch and downs it. And then what do we hear? The theme song of Robbie Eagles. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Robbie comes out and with what was it? Um, Black 
Justice or I think I think that was the name of when he won Coliseum. So he didn't win this this current Coliseum, but he'd won the previous one. But he comes out with his sword uh, and essentially points it at the Tuckman, challenging him for the soul of PWI title, which is the only title I in PWI he's never know. held. Yeah. I did not know that the the Coliseum sword offers you a money in the bank sort of uh, shot anytime you want it fucking it, yeah, stipulation. It, it does. I asked Robbie about that and he said it's sort of like, it's not kind of like a contract, but it's always sort of been insinuated that whoever wins does sort of get a match of their choosing. Has earned something. Has yeah, earned yeah. something. Can they can choose whatever that is kind of thing. So if you come out with that sword and you fucking declare something, then it'll be, you know. So, and everybody had thought apparently uh, previously that Robbie was going to go for Ricky South because he was like the long-reigning champion and they'd had a couple of interactions and stuff like that. But then obviously Ricky South ain't the champion anymore and the tuck man holds the one title that Robbie's never had. So it'll wraps up nicely i i did this thing on twitter the other day for through our twitter at okada shorts if you guys want to follow us and uh, it said who are your four favorite champions in wrestling right now because you can add four pictures to twitter and um i i like straight up just was like without thinking talkman was on the list for me yeah wow already i i love the kid i love him he makes me laugh so fucking hard Mm -hmm. i think he's the fucking best he's so entertaining yeah, but yeah, it was Zack Saber Jr. Shingo is the never champion. Michael Oku and Rev Pro, and the Tuckman. Yeah, They're fucking great. That's awesome. I love that you love it. Um, next up was the Wayward Brewing Co. Six Pack Challenge match, and Big Fudge uh, returned and defeated Cherry Stevens, Jimmy Townsend, Scott Green, Tony Stellino, and Xander Sullivan. Uh, my, my gal Cherry. Yeah, I love her. She's so, so good. She's so good. Yeah, um, that was fun. I uh, Big Fudge was a lot of fun. I when he when he fucking showed up at Coliseum, I was like, "Who is this fucking nerd?" But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an Australian fun. legend. Is is uh, Big Fudge? Um, I love that. Like his music as well. Like I love that it's got the the ice cream van. I'm like, what's this? And then it's like DMX. Yep. <laughs> That's a yeah. Ooh, hey, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, next up was. Suplex uh, versus David Suplex. Str- Fantastic. Suplex the is first great. wrestling drag queen. Yeah. Loved Dig it. Loved Suplex. Was so good. Uh, David Streber won, but uh, Suplex glorious in the eyes of the fans. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Suplex. I really like that. Yeah, that was good. And then the banger of all bangers, PWA heavyweight title, three-way match, Jessica Troy, versus both the Velocities, Jude London and Paris De Silva, who were both uh, finalists in the Coliseum. Um, this was great because it's like a tag team and they're sort of working together like against her, but obviously they have to stop each other eventually, right? Um, and so they, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of great interactions between them, like shutting each other down to like, you know, get the best of her and then how she won was really, um, yeah, was it was really cool as well. Like you know, she gave. It was fun seeing her overcome that using yeah. their their own um, their own inability to communicate or come up with a plan together yes. against them. That yeah. was pretty great. Uh, some of the like grapple fuck stuff that they were getting into there, like where you know he'd have her in a submission and she would have 
the other guy in a submission like yeah what a fucking great time like they thought they went through and they sat down and they said what the fuck can we do yeah and they flew around the ring they went all complete grapple fuck all over the ring they fuck it was so much fun pwa is fucking killing it right now yeah it's really fun i like i in a world where like wrestling well how we started this show we started a little bit somberly you know where wrestling burns us out and you know and things going on and everyone's got shit to say and stuff i find like pwa to be like this little oasis that i could just dip into i'm not really plugged into it online or anything like that i can just you know drop on a show and just watch like a really great pro wrestling show um so yeah really really enjoyed it i think it was awesome i, I feel like it makes it makes me feel the same way as like watching rev pro does mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. uh it really is it's like that's the hometown promotion for me that's the one yeah. that i want to go see like i'm going to see him this weekend me and sipsy and donna are going to go watch uh will osprey take on gabe kid oh let's fuck, go gabe. that's gonna be sick go. that's gonna be sick what up sipsy that's fucking cool man you guys are gonna have so much fun yeah it's gonna be a fucking killer match and uh yeah it's gonna be fucking great dude i'm so excited like and and that sort of excitement is what's getting me like over the hump for wrestling right now like fucking this is just it's longest night it's coming up yeah and uh you know the the dawn is on the way and that's wrestle kingdom and then new year's dash yeah let's go i'm really hoping for a new year's dash that they you know are gonna throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks I don't just want like a standard house show where nothing happens and it's just, you know, whatever. I would probably be quite upset if that happened. I I need some storylines coming out of it. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. 100%, man. Well, uh, in these final four minutes, why don't you tell the people who we've been because uh, we were going to do that intro in the first few seconds and we haven't done it kinda yet. Kind of so, did it. Yeah. Kind of did it. Kind of. Uh, yeah, did no. It, but... We have been your good friend Curtis Spears, your bad friend Rafe Houston. We've been the International Wrestling Grand Prix, the Kings of Pod Style, the King of Shorts. Mm-hmm. That's us. The Okada Shorts Podcast. That's us. Mm-hmm. That is us. Uh, and if you would like to get more content from us and the our friends over on the Canon Network, please do go check them out all on social media. We also do work for the Count Out uh, podcast networks patreon so you can check out our sideshow there drop your shorts which is just uh me and curtis hanging out talking shit about other things we like so if you like I that i just did a guest spot with uh with ryan of the count out podcast oh, network for mm-hmm. our patreon called uh, the ballot mm-hmm. it's uh coming up with arguments for for people to make it into the wrestling observer newsletter hall of fame mm-hmm. uh we did a about an hour and 10 minutes discussion about why zach saber jr should be a first ballot hall of fame well there you go that is very nice riddle me this curtis we spent the first 10 to 15 minutes of this podcast not talking about wrestling do i cut that out and turn it into a dys episode or let's just leave it there as a little taster for the kind of shit that we'll talk about because we'll talk about comic books we'll talk about you know warhammer we'll talk about Movies. Talk about the fact that you just watched one of my favorite mad or favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, we should How talk about you... that next episode, maybe. I'm wearing my low pan shirt. Oh, right there you now. go. That's sick. That is sick. Yeah, I, I hadn't really watched it growing up, so I just watched it recently. We haven't done an episode about that, but we're going to record again maybe on the weekend. So I think maybe try and knock out that DYS then, maybe. 
So yeah. Yeah. Put it on the docket. Yeah. Put it on the docket. All right then. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. You can check us out online at all the usual places, at Faces Fields Cast, at El Destructo eighty three, at Okada Shorts. And that's it. I'm going to sign this dude off because I need to go to work. So rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Shorts. I feel much better today. Thank you. Excellent. has been a Countout Podcast. Ring Post Radio is the only show hosted by Ryan Knight and Scotty Edwards that talks about the entire world of professional wrestling. With new episodes coming out every Sunday, there is absolutely no reason to not listen to real, honest wrestling opinions from two crazy maniacs. Have a hot boy summer and listen along to Ring Post Radio every Sunday on the Countout Network.